0: So I think, slowly, the idea of creating text and typography for graffiti, it's changed to
1: art. Two artists walk into a bar. Now stop me if you've heard this one. Listen in as artists and creators talk over drinks about their work, life, and the creative journey. Thanks for tuning in to Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. I'm your host artist, Carol McQuaid. Today, I'm taking a break from life aboard the Queen Elizabeth, and I'm roaming the streets of Athens, Greece. We're about to meet up with Nikos Tonga, a graphic designer who paints the walls of this ancient city under his street art name, Rude. He also does guided art tours for a company called Alternative Athens. He'll walk us through what's happening in the alleyways under the Acropolis and fill us in on how the economic crisis has affected the art scene here. Check out our show notes at twoartistswalkintoabar.com. If you like the show, go ahead and subscribe and forward the link to your favorite art friends. And if you love the show, head to the website where you can buy us our next round. Now let's head to the B Social Bar in the Psiri district of Athens and listen in as Nikos and I talk street art from tagging to calligraphy and what it felt like when he hit his first wall. Cheers. So I'm here in Psiri. am I Siri, saying that right? Yes. With Nikos. Hello. And how do you say your last name?
0: Tonga, like the islands. Tonga,
1: okay, perfect.
0: Do you know Tonga Islands? I do
1: know Tonga yes. Islands.
0: They're not mine.
1: No, they're not mine either. <laughs> we'll have to find that guy and invite him on the show. And you go by another name as well. It's Rude. Rude. And that's with your street art?
0: Street art name, yes. Yeah. Not as an artist, just as a street artist. Oh, yeah. and something that I found when I was very young. I don't feel like being a rude person. Yeah. But it was a cool name that I thought that oh, it has four letters, it's going to be written fast. So I picked it up.
1: And you've been doing street art for how since long? Since I
0: was a young kid, like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. But I was in art since I was a little kid. And that was like a cherry on my pie. It was an interesting thing, an alternative thing. So it's went on on my career, but it was not the only interest I had in arts. So I was doing a lot of drawings, a lot of sketches. I wanted to become an architect. At some point I found out about graffiti and it was an interesting way to go outside my house to create things and add color to the streets. Uh, I tried, okay, I've done some vandalism in my life. It's not something I appreciate too much, but it was an, also a way to, to practice, right. you know. So what
1: was the first thing you ever painted on a wall? What was that first moment?
0: I was around 14. I was with a couple of friends and uh, I had seen other graffitis and tags around. So I just found a name and I tried to make it typographically interesting to me. I can't even remember what it was because it was not rude. Rude came uh, afterwards in my life Mm -hmm. as a name. And uh, no, I tried to make it very creative and not just like write some letters. I wanted to make to give an artistic touch to it, like a calligraphy, Mm -hmm. like a signature. And then I found a name and I stuck with it. And a few changes happened to the typography of it, but not the name as a name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, apart from this, I was trying to create some drawings of other designs rather than a name, like... Characters or uh, other kind of stuff, like more artistic rather than doing uh, artistic typographic in- impression of my name.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, since then, I became a graphic designer because being an architect was kind of hard. I guess it's uh, the same wherever you go to study architecture, you need very high grades. So I decided to be a graphic designer because i was uh, really amazed by photoshop and uh, photoshop basically and corel draw so i thought okay i'm not going to be an architect but i'll do that because it's connected with art with computers with stuff i like to do i like logos so that was my uh, route uh-huh. since then and uh, i started this for 3 years then i did my masters on uh, design and digital media which was a bit more abstract you could do art not necessarily had to do Uh, print something or uh, create something artistic. You could put like uh, sound sensors and as you would cross by you would hear some noises for example. Or I made a kaleidoscope with a camera and uh, a computer. And it was creative but not in the typography or the graffiti way. Then I came to Greece and became a graphic designer for a company which was making flags and uh, another company which was making labels for uh, Any kind of stuff, basically, but print stuff. Uh And um, it was a hard thing because I I had to create. And sometimes I was not feeling like creating something that I was asked. Or I was not feeling like what my client liked is something I didn't like. But I had to make it. Uh I don't know if you agree. So a lot of times I had to do stuff I didn't like. So I stopped with this and I became a freelancer and I was doing, I had less jobs, but I was enjoying it more because nobody had to tell me something and I was giving my own personal opinion rather than having my boss to judge what I was doing or the client. Right. I had direct contact with the client and the, the boss was not the middleman. Right. So I was enjoying it, but I was not making a lot of money with it. I came up to a point that I said I don't care if I won't make money through art because it's something I enjoy and uh, I feel like an artist. I still feel like an artist and I can do plenty of things, not only designing logos, I can take pictures, I can uh, do sketches, I can do whatever, whenever I want. And I don't need the criticism or the judgment of someone to tell me if it's nice or not. So I said to myself, okay, maybe you will uh, live like an artist but you don't have to make necessarily money from it because... There are other things in life you can learn. Uh-huh. And I became a baker. Ah, so I okay. made some breads, uh, I worked in some restaurants, I, and now I do the tours. Yeah, And, uh, you know, be creative is not only art. Hmm. You have many art forms in life that you can create yeah. things, but not necessarily with colors and shade. But this is not a thing I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to do it again or I don't like it. Okay. This is something I have in me and my belief is very strong that I am an artist. I can do art whenever I want and don't care about what people say. If they like it or not, if I make money or not, if I work in the business or not. It's a thing I have in my life and I I think that I have the eye of an artist and that's how I see it. So it doesn't matter how much you create compared to how much you feel Right. like an artist.
1: Right. And we're... You know, For our listeners, you'll hear scooters and vehicles going by. We're sitting here in this area in Athens that is filled with action and tourists and little bars and and all kinds of things going on around us. It's also filled with street art. Walking in here to come and meet you, I was just blown away. I must have taken about 40 pictures already. Just looking at all of the incredible art around us. So you operate tours that take people around and show them the street art. How did that start?
0: It started off because I had a friend who was into graffiti as well, and uh, he was too busy, so he said, I've got a job offer for some tours with Alternative Athens, and uh, if you're interested, go on. Uh Uh, So I met my boss, Tina, and she was... that. She was about her company that's doing alternative tours generally. And one of them was a street art tour. And I was very excited because I could still be talking, philosophizing, and being uh, connected with art and with people that are connected with art or enjoy art. Uh And I didn't have to create something but talk about it, philosophize about it, debate about it, uh, meet people from other countries. So this job appeared. And the third year I'm doing it, it was a very good chance for me to be connected with art without having to create necessarily for someone, for a client. Mm-hmm. So my client was someone who was interested in arts, but didn't expect something to see from my work. Right. And uh, I felt very nice because I had a link to art and to see more art and discover more artists and, uh, you know, be connected with the subject that I liked from another perspective.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: And is any of your work in this area, when you're taking people on tours, do, are you showing them any there of yours? There
0: was, but mm-hmm. is sorry to overlap your voice, there was, but uh, it's been painted over. Ah. So this is the deal you make when you do street art. There right. are very famous artists that do excellent work, pieces of work, and they are having their work deleted.
1: Mm-hmm. And is it legal or is it policed? Are you ever concerned when you're painting that somebody is going to...
0: Depending on the area, uh-huh. the area that we are is one of the three most painted areas in Athens uh-huh. and the most touristic. Uh, there are two more, Exarchia and Mataxurgio, which are totally vandalized. Uh-huh. And in these areas, actually, you don't need a license or a commission to do something. Uh-huh. But there are areas which are more uh, posh and more clean that you can't. Uh-huh. Of course, you're going to get a fine. Of course, that doesn't mean that uh, somebody can't call the police. Uh, you're can provoke someone because it's an illegal activity. But on the end of the day, you have so much, so people don't bother. Also in Greece, you had this phenomenon. I remember myself being like less than 10 years old and could see graffiti all over the place, mostly political Uh uh, back at the time. But um, the problem in this country comparing Greece to others is that I think we have so much issues to solve that the budget to clean the city from graffiti, at least, because it's a clean city, mostly, uh-huh. um, it's cut because I think this budget is spent elsewhere for other kind of problems.
1: Right. So an artist who's out there doing it knows that they're fairly safe from getting stopped and their work is probably going to stay until another artist comes. And
0: Yes, I remember just now uh, one day we were painting with some friends and the police car just passed. Uh-huh. They didn't say anything. Yeah. Because in this area you had a lot of drug problems mm-hmm. and uh, people are the police is looking to solve more disturbing problems than doing a nice painting
1: yes yeah
0: but uh, of course you can't go on the trains and paint mm-hmm. it's an illegal activity for sure as well but it's a thing that is not that easy since the crisis started though you had a bigger easiness is how you want to call it mm-hmm. to do painting because mm-hmm. you had a government with less money to spend on cleaning the trains, securing the trains, security in the city. So that's why you see so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And since the crisis, have you noticed a change in the street art here?
0: Yes, uh, to be honest, I've been seeing a change generally in the whole world. I think that back in the time you had graffiti, which mostly included typography and spray paint.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When, at least in Greece, when you approach 2000, And actually, the financial crisis was a very big inspiration for artists. And actually, before the financial crisis, you had a lot of paintings, but not necessarily the modern graffiti that we know. Uh Because graffiti actually is any mark that man leaves on a surface. Uh But graffiti was changing around 2000 to street art, which is a bigger umbrella, is a bigger umbrella under which you can find graffiti. Uh So, since 2000, you had More paintings, less typography, more use of other materials like posters, like stickers, like uh, paintings with brushes. Uh And they were not connected with the typical graffiti we know, but they were connected with local issues, uh, financial problems that Greece has, um, social problems like uh, immigrants, refugees coming from the Middle East. A very different kind of inspiration for young artists to create instead of going out and looking typography or the old graffiti. So they had a very nice topic, not one, couple, to get inspired and do street art. Modern graffiti we know with typography. So I think slowly the idea of creating text and typography for graffiti, it's changed to art, more art. I don't see graffiti as being something which is not, linked with art. It's purely art for me, but it's named graffiti. Since 2000, you had more art connected with politics or financial issues or social issues, as I told you, rather than being inspired from the classical graffiti we know.
1: One thing I notice here in Athens is that the, the pieces are more ambitious than I remember from previous trips. Like there are some big, massive, they are more like murals than tagging. It seems like there's more of a movement of well-planned out, beautifully executed large pieces. And then as you get closer to street level, there's all kinds of things going on.
0: Generally, I think graffiti started being more accepted by society, not only in Greece, Mm -hmm. but in Greece as well. And later on, as I told you, you had a lot of people getting inspiration by all this social issues, political issues. So, it was better translated by the audience, who are the citizens, Uh and they didn't have to go to decode a very wild graffiti that nobody can read. They had just a picture. So, it was reflecting to the Greek reality. Politically, financially, socially. So, I think this is a reason why firstly, you had more artists, you had a bigger interest by the audience, or the citizens, and It was more accepted, so you had even the municipality sponsoring graffiti artists to do a nice painting on a building. Or you had someone making a a painting connected to the Greek financial problems we have, so the audience could get the message straight away. They could reflect it to their reality instead of looking on a graffiti piece which maybe didn't mean something to them.
1: Right. And can you give me an example of a piece that you know of that has had an impact, say, about the financial situation? There or are
0: a couple. A very interesting one is next to Ammonia. It's on Pideo Street. And there are two hands. There is an artist called Jure, if I'm not wrong, from Austria. And uh, he's between 1400s and 1600s from the Renaissance that had made two hands praying to God. Mm -hmm. It's a very famous painting. There is an artist from the School of Fine Arts called uh, Anastasakos who made the exact same painting, but upside down. So the God is praying for the Greeks and the Greek financial situation. Ah. But I could reflect it more to God praying for all the human-made problems around the world rather than Greece. Mm -hmm. Then you have a graffiti with a coin of a euro which says zero. Instead of one euro, it says zero euros. Uh You have another graffiti with some uh, dollars flying around him and he looks very angry and frustrated because of the financial situation. So there are plenty of graffitis inspired by this particular phenomenon.
2: Uh
0: Or you had another graffiti from WD who made Santa Claus uh, barbecuing a sausage showing that Santa Claus didn't have money to buy presents for the kids. Right. There are many, some are more complicated, some are more simple to understand. But it was a very, very big and strong influence to the young and older artists to design something.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: what is art education like here in Athens? Now, you said you moved here. Did you move here after your education or did you come here to go to art school?
0: No, I went to England to study art. Um, Studying art in Greece, it's either easy because you can go in a private school private design school, private art school, or if you want to go to the public school, because in Greece you have a lot of uh, universities which are uh, free to the public, but Uh you need some exams. And to get in the art department, obviously you need to design something. Uh Uh, It's very, very, very picky.
1: So it's difficult to get in?
0: The Athenian one for sure. And the further out you go, it's less picky, but it's still picky Uh on who they're getting. If it's private, it's easier to go because you pay a fee, so they want your money,
1: Yes, actually. Yeah, that's pretty standard. <laughs> so you went in England?
0: Yes, I went to study in England. I went firstly in Bristol to do my foundation. Then I went to Coventry to spend uh, four years. I did three years my bachelor and one year my uh, master's. My bachelor was on uh, graphic design and communication. And my master's was on design and digital media, which, as I told you, was more abstract. And then I had to come to Greece mm-hmm. and uh, join my military service as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's mandatory here. Yes. Yeah. So
0: I came here. I did this, and then I became a graphic designer for a couple of years in companies, as I told you. And then I became a freelancer.
1: And the majority of your work now is it? What are you What are you focused on? The for majority your
0: work? of my work basically is made on computers because uh-huh. I'm a graphic designer, and uh, when I have free time. Instead of designing something on paper, I might do, i rather design something on paper, but I always wanted to take it a step forward and put it on the computer and I'm a kind of a perfectionist. I want to do it a bit better. So instead of using all the abilities I have by hand, I prefer to do a random sketch, scan it in or picture it on my computer and then design it a bit nicer on my standards, my criteria. Mm-hmm. So basically, most of my work lately is on computers.
1: And what is the last time you painted on a wall?
0: It's a couple of months. I made a stencil for a movie mm-hmm. uh, connected to Greece, but we didn't want to put like um, the very standard picture of Greece with the Parthenon. Mm-hmm. So we thought about designing an owl. Mm-hmm. So I made a very nice stencil with an owl. And a couple of weeks after this, it was painted over. And it was
1: for a movie? What was it, the...
0: it was a short movie mm-hmm. representing Greece as the new Berlin.
1: Ah, I think I saw something about that on the internet. Tell me about the movie.
0: The movie is a very short movie for a Swiss channel, I think, Uh which was actually promoting Greece as a new Berlin. So I had to speak over it Uh to another uh, reporter about Greece and my beliefs and uh, how Greece is connected with Berlin or the art scene and why we call Athens the new Berlin. So it was pictures of Greece and street art, actually. Uh-huh. So we were, I made a tour with these people, and uh-huh. they were taking some pictures, and they were filming some of the graffitis, and me talking over and saying my opinions, as I do now,
1: uh-huh.
0: about street art.
1: I'm realizing now, I, it wasn't that I saw it on the internet, it was walking in here, on a wall somewhere, somebody has spray-painted, this is not Berlin,
0: right in this area. It's much connected with what I told you. People okay. see Athens as the new Berlin, I haven't been there, so I can't compare it. Mm -hmm. But from what I've heard, it's a very open city to artists, generally. It's an alternative kind of city. So what happens in Athens at the moment, you have very cheap prices for tourists to come and rent a place. You have a lot of situations going on with social issues, political issues, which attracts young people to create. And uh, it's a very nice city, very big variety of things to do. So it's not only the Greek islands, you have Athens as well which is becoming a place which attracts a lot of people, not only for the art movement and the street art movement, but generally is an attractive city. So by having all this openness to either local or uh, people from abroad that are artists to paint, and for people who are admiring this, Uh that they don't have it around their countries or cities, it's a major attraction. Not only street art though, Uh Athens in general, because it gives many alternative choices, not only at the typical Acropolis site, but you have many different things to do. So, you know, it's a place where a lot of investments are going on from foreigners. And it's a very good destination. But also, because you have all these problems in the Middle East, people are choosing Greece. And I think it's a very positive thing.
1: So there's a dynamic arts community here, and it's supported. Can an artist make a living here?
0: It depends how famous you are, what connections you have and what jobs you get. But uh, lately, uh, I know that people sp- spend less money on at least graphic design, which I was doing on advertisement. Uh, but there are budgets and people who are uh, you know, paying artists to do something. But I think the minority of the people who are in arts are making a good living out of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There is an artist, for example, uh, Bizarre.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who I heard he managed to sell a painting for 150,000.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, in the that's States. a living. <laughs> there is another
0: artist called Eno, who is one of the most interesting and famous artists in the last decade of Greece, who is internationally famous. He's got stuff in the Berlin Museum. He's done stuff in uh, Brazil, in Miami, in Croatia, Cyprus. I guess he's making a living out of it. But I know other people who are not.
1: Like anywhere. Yeah.
0: It's an artist's life.
1: Yeah. And when you have time to create on your computer, what kind of things are you working on?
0: Either sketches or typographies, uh-huh. but I also like to play around with pictures. Yeah. I take a picture to put it in Photoshop and uh, change the colors or uh, make, make a mirrored image of it and create patterns and, you know, just to mess around with it, just to spend my time on something I like. It's not necessarily something I will show to someone and say, hey, look what I did. I do it for myself because I enjoy it. Majorly, I do sketches and then I scan them into Illustrator and make them like a... I could say I make comics, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily comics because I include graffiti, I include typography. So it's a mix of things.
1: And living here, is a lot of your subject matter based on Athens and on Greece as a whole? Or are you more influenced internationally? What are your influences to you? My mean?
0: personally or generally yeah. Yours artist?
1: personally.
0: I'm all over the place. I mean, I'm, I use a lot of the internet to get inspiration, so I don't go locally. I'd like to do something connected with the Greek reality or something, but generally my mind and my eyes are open to anything that I prefer to see and what I like. So I'm not going to stick with something that's connected with Greece uh-huh. and I will be only there. I want to see something that's inspiring, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So I don't go locally, I go worldwide to open my eyes.
1: It was interesting coming in here. I'm from a country that is 150 years old. And as we were driving up, I could see the Acropolis perched up top. And I just thought, how it must be to live in the shadow of all of that history and mythology and how much of it finds its way into artists' work and whether or not they are aware of it, if it's something that still wows people who live here, who are from here? Do you think that that's...
0: There is a lot of art which is inspired by it, not necessarily by ancient Greece, but we have a big history, so there are a lot of issues from the past. And we were a country back in the time, I mean, three, four thousand years ago, that was much connected with art. Mm-hmm. I mean, theater singing, arts on ceramics, so... So I think there are a lot of inspirations that could be seen from a different perspective for people to create something connected with it mm-hmm. or be inspired by it. And maybe it's in the DNA, but I'm not going to go that deep and philosophical. Mm-hmm. But I think there are plenty of things from the Greek art that are inspiring and can move people to do something connected with it. So there, I think that there are countries which are more new, as you said, like yours. And uh, okay, maybe the inspiration is coming from something else. You don't need to have Acropolis to, or the ancient Greek theater to get inspired. I think there are many things that connected to the past, not only ancient Greece, but more modern Greek things that can inspire people to create.
1: So when you're doing these tours and you're bringing people around, where are they from and how are they responding to what you're showing them?
0: The majority of the people I have are uh, people coming from America. Mm-hmm. The funny part is that the majority of them are not artists. So 95% are people who are lawyers or uh, software engineers or uh, something different. But they also look, all of them, interested in art and street art as well. So the majority of them respond positive by seeing something that's connected with the Greek reality and that they hear a different story apart from the ancient greek story that they hear because we go around neighborhoods and they get to know a bit of the greek reality the greek uh, modern way of living and how these neighborhoods are transformed and they connected with the art Mm -hmm. yeah so they enjoy it i think
1: and do you get out to other cities and see what's happening with their street art
0: Till recently, I had three jobs. I was working six to seven days a week, so I couldn't move out of Athens. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I have only the tours, but it's been the peak of the season, so I don't. Mm -hmm. Also, I would like to say that Athens is the most painted city in Greece. If there is something new to see, most of uh, the new stuff are happening in Athens. Mm -hmm. So there is no need, but I don't want to be pessimistic. There is always something nice to see all around the country.
1: Yeah, but the heart of what's happening in street art is here.
0: Yes, of yeah. course.
1: And do you have some favorite artists who? Uh, close
0: I like by? a lot. Eno, you know, as I told you, he's very conceptual. He's connecting most of his work in uh, with uh, politics, finance, social issues. He's got a very personal way of painting. W. D. is a guy coming from Bali, very active, very good with all the medium he gets, like brushes, spray paints, posters. Alex Martinez is a half Spanish, half Greek guy, and he has made a very nice painting of uh, the riot dog. Do you know the riot dog?
1: Is it just around the corner yeah, here? Yeah, Lucanikos. I just took a picture of it, I love it. It's yeah. a true story. Tell me more about that painting, what is the story behind it?
0: You had uh, a lot of protests going on with the financial crisis uh-huh. outside the Greek parliament. Uh-huh. I mean, every other day you had thousands of people outside the Greek parliament protesting about the, all this thing going on with the financial crisis. So, uh, in Greece we have a movement of anarchists which found it interesting to be there and uh, started a mess with the riot police. So every time they would appear, they would have this dog with them, mm-hmm. barking or attacking the police, In attacking in brackets. It was not, You didn't have bites, but mm-hmm. it was a funny thing because you had very big channels like BBC and CNN broadcasting this mm-hmm. worldwide. So you had people from the States knowing about this dog. Yeah. And uh, Lucarnicos means sausage, so that was his name. And because of the tear bombs, he passed away. Oh, so wow. they made this graffiti uh, as a respect for him. So it says all dogs go to heaven and it has a crown on top. And on the background, you can see all of the protests. You can see fire, smoke, police, people protesting. And uh, also there was a funny quote because in the Greek parliament, it was a very famous uh, quote that was quoted from a Greek politician, which was saying the money was eaten by all of us, meaning that why Greece is in such in a bad financial shape. And uh, they had a very big fight in the parliament. All the political parties and the politicians together. So on the end of the day this guy stood up and said, Look, it's not my fault or your fault. Where has this money gone? It's all of us, Greeks and the politicians, who ate it at all. Mm-hmm. And these guys who made this graffiti with Lukanikos said actually changed a bit this quote and said it as the tear bombs was eaten from all of us, mm-hmm. meaning the anarchists and the dog. Did you understand the yeah, translation?
2: totally.
0: So it's one of the most famous graffitis around the city
1: yeah,
0: and a very respected creature.
1: Mm-hmm. And what are the other highlights on the tour?
0: I think the one with the hands yeah. is a very important one. Um, you have another painting from Eno again, which is a conceptual painter and he made a face with a crown and no eyes and a key stuck on the head. Okay. And it's called The Clockwork, which represents the everyday a routine that we follow as humans, that we have to wake up, screw the key and start our day, eat breakfast, go to the job, go back, dinner, sleep. And the next day you screw the key again. Uh-huh. And it's on uh, Ghazi Square. The crown stands for this kind of people who like to work too much and earn too much money and they feel like kings. Uh-huh. But there you go with the blind eyes, the unwise, oh, no because it means that sometimes, not always, when you're too devoted to your work and you want to make more and more money, you lose some parts of the normal life that you don't respect. Right. But it's not always like this. Uh-huh. I don't want to put everyone on the same kind of shape or box.
1: Yeah. And that's an amazing thing about street art is you have all of these different voices and opinions and ideas and everything is, is there and accessible for people to see. So it's amazing.
0: We are lucky. Yeah. I say this is luck for us mm-hmm. uh, because I've been to uh, other countries and I couldn't see what I see here. Mm-hmm. It depends on the perspective you look at it because sometimes you see it and you see that this is like dirt or mm-hmm. you can see that this is something colorful and I would prefer to see something with colors, whatever mm-hmm. it is, rather than to have a very, very clean city. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was an answer to your question mm-hmm. or what you said, but uh, it's something that you hate it or love it. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might see something that you don't like. Uh-huh. But then if you think about, okay, would I prefer this with no colors or just being standing like this? Sometimes I've, I see it and I say, no, I prefer it like this. Yeah. It depends on the mood, I think.
1: Yeah. And that thrill that you felt when you did your first piece of street art, when you were, I think you said, 14. Do you still feel that way when you're up there?
0: I feel more logic now. You know, I back in the time, I didn't care about commissions. I didn't care about uh, if it was a private property. I didn't care if, how it would look like. Mm-hmm. I cared a bit. Yeah. But now, you know, I want to have my time. Do it with uh, on a place I can paint, and I don't feel the stress that someone's going to come and get me, or I have to pay a fine. And I will do something that I will love to place on a wall for a public display, not just a tag. Yeah. Even if it could be seen as calligraphy not always mm-hmm. it's not always calligraphy it could look very rough but yeah I, it's not exactly the same because back in the time it felt very illegal now yeah. i feel i feel it more artistic rather than something illegal by artistic as well like it had the uh, particle of vandalism back then. Now I don't feel I vandalize something. I don't want to vandalize something. I don't want to see something vandalized. I prefer to see a very nice painting with nice aesthetics, mm-hmm. decorating my city instead of something which is vandalized. But it's part of the culture, so I can criticize it. Yeah. Sometimes I agree with it because it adds color and a different vibe to the city.
1: So for people who are coming to Athens and they want to have a tour of the street art, where would they find you? How would they connect with alternative athletes?
0: They could visit either the site. A uh, very uh, famous place to get us is TripAdvisor, Booking.com, Viator. V8, and uh, we have people all around the world who promote us. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the most popular one for me, as as far as I know, is TripAdvisor.
1: Now, I know the nature of street art is something that is here now, could be gone tomorrow, but if people want to see your work out in the streets, where would they go? Where are some of your pieces located? I would
0: go up to Kifisia, because that's where I used to stay when I was younger, and uh, it's a bit like far away from the city center, it's an hour away, Mm -hmm. and I have got some stuff there remaining. But whatever I've done in the city center is almost covered with other paintings.
1: So So it's constantly evolving here. Yes. So
0: I get to take a picture of what I do, so I keep it in my memory.
1: Okay. Well, send me some of those pictures. We'll put them in the show notes, and it'll be fun to, to see what it is you're doing out there. And for people listening... Coming to Athens, first of all, from an art perspective, is it's amazing. There's so much going on here, and there's so much going on in the streets. And if you can find yourself on a tour with Nikos, I think it's a great way to see the city. I hope to see you. Yeah, yeah. So the show is called Two Artists Walk Into a Bar. If you have either a joke or a funny story about street art or your life as an artist, I would love to hear it.
0: There is a piece that everybody laughs with because it's a painting with a, the canvas is like it's on a big wall actually at gazi and it's a big heart in the heart you have two people hugging and a tank behind it and it just looks a nice painting but when, whenever i say the story behind it people seem to enjoy it and laugh because that used to be an ex condom advert oh <laughs> see you laugh as well yeah. and they erased the tag the text so you can't get that it was an advert and it was for condoms. So it was saying, "Make love, not war." Uh-huh. That's why you have the heart around the two people hugging uh-huh. and a tank behind it representing the war. But people don't know this, so I say, "Ah, what a nice painting!" So whenever I say this, and you know, a bit afraid when I have kids and how to say it, uh-huh. uh, people always laugh with it. Yeah, this is a fun part of my tour—not for me, but I see people, the people's reaction and it's always something that I remember that people laugh with yeah. because the most things I show are more serious mm-hmm. than this
1: yeah and i'm sure when they see the tank they start to try and reach for some kind of very complex meaning for that for a piece like that and then and then there it is <laughs> and the point is
0: that when the contract ended uh-huh. the building owner wanted it to be removed mm-hmm. and the artist who is uh, billy G, is good to say his name mm-hmm. He asked the owner to keep the art, but he the advert, I mean the text. So he went up there for a second time. He raised the Make Love Not War. Mm-hmm. He erased the logo of the company and he kept his painting. So now it's just another painting.
1: And it's still there. Yes. Oh, very it goes cool. It's the
0: Gaza Square.
1: Gaza Square. Awesome. Well, thank you. And thanks for taking the time to come and meet I thank the, you. And, it was a pleasure. Yeah, this is fun. Awesome. Thanks, Nico. Thank you as well listening to two artists walk into a bar i'm your host artist carol McQuaid. for full show notes and all the links head to two artists walk into a if you liked the episode remember to subscribe sign up for updates and leave us a review and if you loved the episode head to two artists and buy us our next round cheers